This is Jordan Smallwood from the LA Wildcats, and this is the XFL Show. Football fans, this is for the love of football, and this is the road to 2022, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan, and I'm Bryant. Now we did not get a champion in the XFL in 2020, but it doesn't mean we are putting a ring on it this year. It's episode 141. We got ambitious goals today, Bryant, because. I am a taken man now, and we've got to talk now? about the, well, officially, and <laughs> we've got to talk about the most powerful woman of all the owners of all the sports leagues on today's show. A lot of Danny Garcia today. Well, once you uh, say her name much quieter, because now the wife is hearing everything you oh, say. Oh, sh- sorry. Uh, more so. I got to so take my own advice. Shh. <laughs> my wife is asleep. My wife. Uh, someone who is uh, definitely making her name in a male-dominated industry. Industries, I guess, is what she put it. Uh, Danny Garcia is going to be all over today's episode. Yes, yes. We've had the ESPNW uh, summit that we talked about, we previewed. That happened. Watch that. Had an SI article come out. Very interesting. Going to dive into it and learn a whole lot more and talk a lot about what Danny Garcia has been a saying with her goals for the XFL, which are very interesting. That's all coming up on today's show, plus a lot of good news for people in St. Louis, I think. And we're going to have a good time here. Bryant, 724-565-4XFL, at XFL Show on social media. So that's the XFL fan line. That's the Twitter. That's the Instagram. It's all there. That's how you interact with us. And you could do it anytime. And leave that voicemail. We'll play it on the show and hey, we know we're late this week, and so we've got we've got all this new stuff that's accumulated. Bryant, we're about twenty four hours late than, from the normal time. That's totally my fault. Again, the well, ring, yeah, I got married blame, blame during the show, ring. not road to twenty twenty, and not no the delays. middle, my- not in the middle of a pandemic, and uh, and also <laughs> and also uh, you know I had to drive to an undisclosed location and then drive back. I wanted to do the show from the road, and then you're like. Oh, we do video. Don't forget. I said, oh, crap. I can't video myself while I drive. That just might be dangerous, fumbling with a GoPro and such. So we waited, and here we are. So at least we're getting the show Uh, out, and it's going to be plenty good. For good reason, sir. Congratulations. As you saw, a lot of our loyal listeners as well uh, send their well wishes to you and your lovely bride. Oh, yeah. Thanks for all the well wishes from those football freaks, our good friends on, on Twitter. Uh you know, congratulating me and my new wife, and this has uh, been an awesome, awesome to see everybody uh, show show the love. We appreciate it here in this household, and uh, we are going to show you love back today with some good, crisp football talk, Bryant. How about uh, Jeff Bedette possibly getting to play 
for the Washington football team this Sunday. I'm thinking about playing him on my fantasy team, A, because I'm so far ahead of everyone in my family league. I might be able to afford taking the chance just to represent the XFL this week in some fantasy football. But that might happen (laughs) because their wide receiver core is depleted. Uh, It could happen. There's always a chance, just that one time. What other football references can I bring in from when we were a child? How great would that be, though, if I played Jeff Bidet in that game and he actually scored a touchdown? I just even just get like eight points from now. What XF are any like? Is Parham available? I could play Parham, yeah, if I want to. But I, uh, I, I need to play the my. I'm too. I love T.J. Hawkinson in that league. Got to play him. Got to play that Lions tight end. Not if I if he's there. uh, I need that production. And uh, he's an Iowa tight end. I Iowa, think. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah so I, pick, if I remember correctly. Got to play him. Sorry, Donald Parham, not wasting the spot on you, but I got plenty wasting. of wide receivers. Sorry, well, sorry. This is fantasy football, Donald, okay? As much as we love you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm thinking about doing that. If you can do that, I suggest it. Represent. Uh, also, if you're in an, I don't know, an IDP league, defensive players. Kenny Robinson's on the active roster for the Panthers this week, too. Well, we'll see if he actually gets to play. I think he was on. Was he on the active roster last week? He might have been. I'm not sure if he's had any action yet. He's got if he's if he's on the active roster, I assume he will be on special teams at least this week against the Saints. So I will be watching that game for certain to get a glimpse. Of course, well, obviously, I'm always watching the Panthers because you're always just a moment away from P.J. Walker. But. I'll be watching for Kenny Robinson this week. And then also really good news, Jordan Tamu off the COVID list for the Chiefs roster. So that's obviously some decent news recovering from that damn demon virus. No, definitely uh, good to see him back in action, helping the the Chiefs wherever he can. I always want to see somebody recoup from uh, the demon virus, as you like to call it. It's it's a SOB. I mean, I mean, I, I would not be so tired... And, and worn out from a long drive, having to drive to mi- the middle of nowhere to get hitched just so that we could have our immediate family members there for weren't for the demon virus, moving weddings and stu- stuff, moving life events. Twice. But that's the least of my concerns, being sick with it, whole other story. That's real life. That's dangerous. That's scary. So I'm one of the lucky ones so far, knock on wood. But Jordan Tamu back and in, in helping the Chiefs and their crazy loaded team in practice again on the practice squad. Now they have Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, everyone's talking about this Steelers-Titans game being a big glimpse at possible AFC Super Bowl representative, uh, Bryant. But the Chiefs are damn good, and I give a lot of credit to Jordan Tamu's great practice squad abilities. They thumped the Ravens when they you think played. He, you, think he, you think they sorely missed him and not being able to be a, um, Allen this weekend? Yeah. they, 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 they played? Yeah, they got you. Monday. got you got to have Jordan Tamu out there because he is going to get you ready. He is a tough guy to practice against. He's an athlete, great athlete. And so super happy to see him off the COVID list. All right, we're going to talk about people being super happy here in just a second. Cover two coming up. But got to tell everybody that we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today to get your own podcast started and that doesn't have to be a sports show it could be whatever you're into true crime local politics uh food uh music shows they do they got it all science religion religion bird watching 
bird watching. Ooh, a handyman show. If you're a handyman and you want to tell people that they could Google how to fix things and you want to do your own podcast, go to prettyeasypodcasts.com to get started today. Get your own producer for a very low rate. Take all the BS that comes with podcasting out of the equation for yourself. Have someone helping you out. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com. I worked on a handyman show, and that was his uh, his main advice always was, uh, do you have a computer? You should Google that problem. That was his answer to most most problems. But Bryant, prettyeasypodcast.com, you could give everybody the very famous catchphrase. Making podcasting uh, pretty easy. No joke on the Google thing, by the way. I've YouTubed like six repairs on my car already. So, Built computers, cars. These Trico blades are very tough to put on, but then you go to YouTube, very easy, especially for a really s- s- dumb person like me when it comes to uh, that sort of stuff. But when it comes to eating spam sandwiches, I'm pretty darn good, and I think we're going to get opportunities to do it again, Bryant, because... St. Louis wants the Battlehawks back, it looks like. This was awesome news to read. The St. Louis Convention and Visitors Commission eager to bring the Battlehawks back to the Dome. According to Kitty Ratcliffe, the CVC president, talking about the XFL reaching out to them and the other venues uh, to gauge where their interest is for a 2022 reboot. Uh, Kitty Ratcliffe said, we indicated to the league that we'd be happy to have future conversations, and that was really the extent of it. So not much to report other than they reached out and St. Louis said, we're down, but let's hear about the business plan, the model, and everything that's going to go into it. But the ears are open, not totally turned off to it, and why would they be? They were about to have 45,000 freaking fans for the Wildcats game, Bryant. St. Louis needs to be a part of 2022. Alan, I know you're tired because you've had a long trip. Did you even play the cover two drop? Who am I? Where am I? <laughs> it's this week's cover two. I got screwed up. I just got screwed up. <laughs> I'm Jim Zorning oh, all over uh, the place. Alan, to your, <laughs> uh, to your point, I totally see why St. Louis would want the XFL back. And that is obvious straightforward we want you back unless there's some sort of strain on that relationship that can't be fixed because of what happened there's no way that st louis wouldn't want them back yeah it wouldn't make any sense unless like that bankruptcy situation is so terrible and they danny garcia the rock and redbird capital present to them a uh plan that's just so heinous for their their pocketbooks i don't imagine that happening these are smart business people that now own the xfl the commission uh, is willing to really i mean what the rams did to them you can't, it can't be any worse than what the rams were doing to them. the That's xfl true. gave them an, an amazing deal compared to what the rams were doing so i think they're going to be uh open to a return more so than the other cities and i'm i'm pretty confident after Hearing Kitty no, Ratcliffe's comments on behalf of the, the CVC this week, for sure. Well, now, let me put this into perspective. And, and, and I'm just playing devil adv- at devil's advocate. Don't get this personal. Because I love, I love St. Louis. Um, 
as yeah, he's no. wearing all the wild. <laughs> um, if you're listening to the podcast, no, in all serious, Brian is no, literally decked out in all LA Wildcats today. <laughs> in all serious note, like let's think about this. Now, what if because the XFL didn't know what to expect, they had a cake deal for St. Louis the first time around in 2020? Now. The XFL does know what they can expect and the benefits that it brings to the city. And all of a sudden, that deal isn't so cake for the city as much as it was before. Still won't be as bad as the Rams deal, which was zero, zero for the city. And they were getting what was like 100,000 a game or something from the XFL to play there. So I think some sort of agreement will will happen and. I would say of all the cities returning, any city returning, I put St. Louis at the top of my most confident, my confidence list, uh, especially with this quote, uh, Kitty Ratcliffe, the head of the CVC, who will be, you know, deciding whether or not they play in the Dome or not again. I can't speak for the community, but I can't speak for our team. I know our team at the CVC would love to see the Battlehawks back, and I think the community would also. Hell yeah, the community would especially the parts of the community that still interact with us on social media and the fan line, Bryant. Battlehawks fans are still there. They're still following every single step for a return to the Dome. Kitty Ratcliffe said, we'll keep our fingers crossed that something positive can move forward. And if I'm in terms of cities also, and I'm the league, that's the first city I'm reaching out to because that is the city that showed the most love to the league in 2020, Looked the best on TV, had the had the best energy, the most support, TV ratings included. You have to get St. Louis on board for 2022 ASAP. And TV ratings sooner for rather the whole than league, later. mind yeah. you, not just for St. Louis. The whole mm-hmm. league in St. Louis was a, was a good uh, money pit for the league. Um, but do you think the league even wants to go back? Like, I mean, let's just be. It's St. Louis. I mean. I'm joking. Of course, the, the league would want to go back. What I ever said. <laughs> All the good people that treated you so well to even Josh All with them, them that way. From, I don't, from Drew and his around. his tailgate to um, to Dirty and his his little bar hub. Oh, uh, I hope Dirty's podcast. still out there, man. I hope Dirty <laughs> hope Dirty's still out there, following along, wait, just waiting patiently. I don't imagine he's very patient, but I hope he's patiently waiting for the Battlehawks to return. Because this week, it feels like they will be. 2022. That's a long ways away, I know, for the for Battlehawks fans to see football again. But that is some really positive news to hear that, at least city side, the XFL seems to be, uh, it, it seems like it will be welcomed back. So we will see how it develops. But, of course, that all depends on what the league does and what their strategy is and what their plans are and what the business model will be. And a lot of the heavy lifting that's to come and we got some more peeks at what the goals and the ideas are from the new ownership this week and for the rest of the show bryant cover two part two here and also the hot read coming up we're going to focus on danny garcia the owner of the xfl along with dwayne the rock johnson redbird capital danny garcia driving force a just mega star of a of a executive in sports and entertainment right now uh hands in all sorts of things from hollywood to this to the titan games uh to some other ventures that they're doing with this athletic con i was reading about this week that's going to be a really uh, 
kind of ambitious, like that's the word of the day, ambitious uh, idea for a, uh, athletic competition. So Danny Garcia, all over the place this week especially because we had the ESPNW Summit. So speaking for a sit-down interview, all about being the first owner, woman owner in the United States of a sports league. Uh, speaking to SI Sports Illustrated this week in a very lengthy article and a video also, a part of their unrelenting series in the article written by Priya Desai. This was a lot of rev- revealing of the new owner, a lot of revealing of the biography, but also the ideas that Danny Garcia is bringing to the XFL, which I'm most interested in for sure because I want to know uh, all about Danny Garcia as the f- this this historic for sure. I want to know all about this story, which is amazing. I mean, think about it's the rock is a part of this. Of course, that's the big name, but really the big, to me, the big story is Danny Garcia. And that's why out front, the first real big marketing and media push for the league is her this week with this SI article and the ESPNW summits. Yeah. I mean, she's really been kind of the face of, of this movement of the XFL since it was bought. Excuse me. The rock has been there. For the most part, you know, with an announcement here, announcement there, a video out there, whatnot. But uh, Danny Garcia is, is taking uh, taking the XFL horse by the reins and, and, and really steering the ship. At least it looks like, and and, and for good reason. I mean, she, you can see what she's been invested in. Her her portfolio, I'm sure, is amazing, and, and she continues to to put herself out there to see to, to kind of give her goals and to why she's doing what she's doing with this league. And I love it. I love the personality too. Just. Totally unafraid to just put out all of her accomplishments. I mean, b- guiding the the career of the biggest star in the world, The Rock, being behind super deals like with their brand partnerships with Under Armour, Voss Water. Like they have really forward thinking ideas for how to market not just The Rock, but also now everything else that Danny Garcia is a part of. If you want to learn a lot about Danny Garcia, the businesswoman and the person, definitely read that SI article. Super fascinating. She's also a bodybuilder, in case you haven't noticed. I mean, just, I don't know how these human beings find the time in the day or the energy. Oh, stick spent. around, Alan. I'll let you know. Oh, you will? Okay. Yeah, I'll okay. tell you how to. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'm going to have to, that's a secret to tell after the show yeah. then? Yeah, okay, cause, sure. I need a new podcast for pretty easy podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, bodybuilding with Bryant. I would definitely listen to it. (laughs) All the things not to do bodybuilding, but that's our new spinoff show. Okay. You want to learn how to build your muscles? You should Google that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But Danny Garcia is an amazing human being, businesswoman, athlete, and now bringing forward these these awesome ideas that we're going to kind of pick apart coming up. But she, uh, there are 37 female CEOs in the in the American Fortune 500 companies. So the highest gross, grossing companies, 37 of them female, Danny Garcia, one of them. And so in these interviews, she's just talking about really how she's taking this new roll on with the XFL and this new adventure, this new pursuit with like a ton of responsibility, a ton of weight on her shoulders because she's really going out there being a pioneer, going out there and totally just breaking barriers, 
willingly and knowingly and being unafraid to just acknowledge that, which I just find awesome. And this this is super headline grabbing. This is what I think is going to help the XFL in addition to The Rock is how the hell can ESPN and Fox like Sports Center not pay attention to this story story Bryant once the league starts kicking into high gear and becomes a thing like this narrative having this this kind of this kind of owner who's not only you know a new kind of owner in terms of the demographics or whatever but the thinking of Danny Garcia the ideas uh, 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 really intelligent risks. Someone who's just not beholden to being a part of a machine like an ESPN or a Fox. Danny Garcia is a, a outside the box thinker too. Yeah, that will I mean take big big risks and hits on a lot of them. Baywatch maybe not so much, but other other <laughs> other risks still she's taken. Don't get me wrong. Hit, yeah, not a great movie. Still yeah. made of money. Yeah, it's still a hit. It's still The Rock. <laughs> So to every, every it feels like it's one of the, it's one of those business people at least right now. Most of the stuff, if not everything, she's touching turns to gold, and that's why I'm super excited. Reading this got me really thinking about how she thinks in terms of marketing the brand deals. I expect now from reading these articles for the XFL, the partnerships. I'm I'm interested to see what happens, Bryant, because Danny Garcia and the got the rock and under armor to hook up and that is just like huge bucks awesome awesome an awesome partnership i mean you go all over the place Those you shoes. see people i mean we were wrestling nerds in middle school seeing if you saw anybody wearing a brahma bull you freak out oh my god yeah you like wrestling but now you see someone wearing a brahma bull that's just like seeing a swoosh a nike swoosh somewhere everybody's wearing that stuff and that's the really a brainchild of, of danny garcia who and seeing she could connect a business to a brand, her own brands that way. What will she do for the XFL? I can only imagine. Isn't that how you and Jake met? Wasn't he wearing like a Brahma bull in college or something? Oh, no. Like, hey, Jake. wrestling. Yeah, well, he's wearing like a SummerSlam. I was there t-shirt or something. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, No, you're right. And, and, I, and I'll admit, and I think most of us will admit, that we didn't know that Danny Garcia was behind all these things. You know, we see The Rock, it's The Rock. But I guess there is always somebody behind The Rock. And, and there's so many different aspects of, was. of her holding company. Like, they have their hands there in. There was like, a whole brand. A, did you see that, like, tree the looking tree, thing yeah, that they like, put together? They've got, like, a Greek restaurant and stuff. I mean, all sorts yeah. of stuff. And that is... If I did... This would, this is what my tree looks like, right here. <laughs> Blank and, square, if you're watching on YouTube. It's just indicative of the of how the outside the box thinking, and really the expansion and the the how everything she wants she goes into she wants to be bigger. Danny Garcia, I love that kind of thinking, and I think I know where she gets at least some of it from and some of the inspiration from because every interview I watched this week, everything I read from Danny Garcia, where she spoke about Vince McMahon in a positive light when it comes to. The marketing and the and the business acumen and the ideas and connecting with the an audience and how you promote and taken from that playbook is going to be uh, I think a smart thing and Danny Garcia seems to recognize that especially when she talks about connecting with an audience and really giving the people what they want which is a Vince McMahon staple staying connected with the with. The audience, which a lot of people might criticize now Vince McMahon these days for maybe being disconnected 
with a with a, the audience in certain realms and certain aspects of his business. But Danny Garcia is someone who is clicking on all cylinders currently in all of her business ventures in that regard. Yeah, no, it's it's it makes you feel kind of warm and fuzzy. It, it, it's like it's like having Lamar Jackson or, or, or Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback in fantasy football, right? It's like a nice warm blanket over your weekend when it comes to fantasy football. That's what I feel like. I'm starting to get that feeling with Jenny Garcia that she she's this warm blanket. Reliable. The league. Reliable. Something that, that is going to make you feel comfortable with this league moving forward. Won't cut corners. Won't won't take an unnecessary risk, but will take a risk that she's going to put her full effort into and forth full thought into. And I'm, I'm super excited to see where these risks go. Cause she is going to take some, and she already has acknowledged some yeah, of those. Her mind is going in, in a, a million miles a, a, a second when it yes. comes to ideas about the X. we're going to talk about some, but it's just, it, like I said, it, it excites me. It makes me feel uh, warm and fuzzy inside knowing that she's, she's got this XFL by the, by the horns, <laughs> by the by the Brahma bullhorns. Yes, yeah, she is. Go. Go, she's going for it. But some people might criticize. Are you sure you want to do that? And we have to acknowledge that and dissect it a little bit. And that's what we're going to do is we continue to talk about Danny Garcia running wild in the interviews this week and some of the stuff she said with her goals for the XFL in this week's hot read. Okay, so in the Sports Illustrated article, Bryant, Danny Garcia acknowledged a few of her goals for the XFL. And they stood out as potentially risky, super interesting, and potentially blockbuster in terms of what it could do for the league. So some of these are expanding from eight teams. So that's more teams and more cities in the league. Focusing on technology and innovation. An emphasis on defining the culture of the XFL, which Danny Garcia in the article said she wants the league to feel like the younger, trendy, kind of a cooler haircut sibling when you compare it to other leagues. And then also providing storytelling that can attract a female fan base unlike anything we've ever seen before. Something Danny Garcia is very passionate about talking about this week at the ESPNW Summit. So looking at all these ambitious goals she put out there this week, Bryant, which of those have the potential to be the most impactful and the most beneficial to the XFL and which could backfire? Which are the riskiest? What do you think? If I break down the ones you just kind of said, the expanding from eight teams makes me a little nervous if it's at go, just because there's so much talk about whether or not the eight teams you're going with are going to be here for the go for the go live, I guess, again, of XFL 2022. Um, I think the one that has the potential to backfire is possibly the eight teams. I, I, if you expand too quickly, I think you're going to run thin. Uh, on those teams, and you don't, and as much as Oliver Luck in the previous, you know, uh, ownership and in the in the uh, front office was quality football. You got to be, you got to have quality football. If it's not great football, you're going to lose fans regardless of what you're watching. So, if you go from eight to ten, that's two more teams that you got to spread all those players out. Uh, you got to get two more, you know, 
good quarterbacks. Don't know where you. So I think that one has good a potential football, to, yeah. to have uh, some ripple effects. Uh, the one I want to see because I think we saw it all, and I hope it, it continues in the most impactful stuff uh, is the tech, the innovation. We saw what the XFL could do in 2020. Uh, it was great. It was awesome. The the, the behind the scenes look, the XFL, the the the, the Xbox controller. Uh, replay booth, all that stuff was great, and I think if they can continue to do those things, uh, it, it'll further uh, broaden the aspects of what the XFL can offer. The technology is sitting there and just re- waiting to exponentially grow and bring the leagues to newer heights for sure. And I feel like that won't be too difficult based on the blueprints you have on all that stuff. Uh, instant replay and you know the the presentation of the game audio especially which was just mind-blowing reality tv type production also with the maybe the preseason or half times and and all that Um, I feel like that stuff is right there but I don't know how especially with the NFL now and then between now and then possibly borrowing and taking some of those ideas how new will those ideas be we'll see come 2022 a lot of time between now and then i think the most blockbuster to me of all those goals she mentioned is is the the defining of the culture of the xfl and that's because the defining of the culture of the xfl i feel like it's it's being not just fan friendly which is already kind of the mantra of the league that they're they've just now purchased and they're maintaining but the emphasis on player owner relationship being redefined in the xfl and being in harmony uh in the summit the espnw summit danny garcia uh, talked about this the relationship between owners and players historically is one that could seem kind of cold uh is one that is doesn't seem mutually beneficial it's one where maybe the players just feel like pawns and a lot of us see that so the xfl reaching out to players letting them know they are a part of something that is a collective and also something that is going to be beneficial to their own careers really being player friendly emphasizing culture and also being quote unquote woke with the current culture, you know, in in the country and globally, and what people want to see and want to hear, that is going to go a long way, I think. And and you see, we see a lot of all the leagues, except maybe the NBA, are reactive. Although the NBA is very reactive, they get out in front of a lot of stuff too, more so than the NFL for sure. But leagues being reactive to cultural issues, to player issues always comes back to bite them in the keister the xfl avoids those kind of headaches gets out in front of it they could find themselves with better talent better relationship with talent and what when you have talent and happy talent that's going to just bode well for the league the quality of the play and it i think that doesn't trickle down that just rises up from there you build it off of that that's where the blockbuster ambitious goal is for from danny garcia that's what i like hearing the most when i'm excited to see the most is how they treat the players and then you talk about expanding from eight teams 
that has potential to be a big, dangerous risk. So don't do it too early, like Brian said. I would be very scared if in 2022 they say we have even 12 teams because I thought eight was the perfect number. Easy to follow, especially for people just starting with the league. Do any more than that, you're risking, like Brian said, of stretching yourself thin, especially the talent pool. So be aware of that. But I love it. I love that there's an owner who wants to just hit home runs. That's Danny Garcia, and that's what we learned this week from these interviews. Brian, I'm hyped. I'm, I can't believe I'm saying it. More hyped to see Danny Garcia in charge of the league than The Rock, and I'm a day oneer fan of the rock instead of instead of hitting home runs can we just say she likes to go for three i think that's just more appropriate in this sense yes uh, danny garcia is always going for three if she's a football coach and i like it and i don't mind it it it, it, it gives the league uh some hope in terms of not being stale ever because danny garcia and i'm sure the rock as well is always going to be trying to do new things different things well i love what the rock the rock says things. he said this a couple times now is that she builds oh, the spaceship right. He builds the, she builds the spaceship and he just flies it. And, and that's what I'm hyped for is now we know who the spaceship maker is. And I am just mesmerized by the mind and the ideas. And I'm I'm really hyped for what was said this week from Danny Garcia. Anyone who missed these, these especially that Sports Illustrated article, you could watch that video. It's like six minutes or so. If you want to... Learn more about the new Go back owner. To the Vice yes, too, as the well, Vice interview was like a toe dip. This this piece from Sports Illustrated really gives you a glimpse at who now owns the XFL. And from what Danny Garcia said, any doubts I had at least going into it, I'm I'm totally cool with and totally hyped for because borrowing from the playbook of Vince McMahon, being as successful as she's already been, having The Rock as a business partner. What more could you ask for in a new owner? We were saying before, oh, we're hoping maybe ESPN or Fox just buys the league out of bankruptcy court, Brian. I'm so happy that didn't happen because now we have actual people who want to innovate and do something different and not just put something that's going to for you know make them a little bit of cash or get them a little bit of a rating to fill a time slot. These are people who are doing it with passion. And we learned that this week with these really intimate interviews and uh, really it's a marketing week with Danny Garcia. And it was it was fascinating to see. And any XFL uh, fan, any XFL freak needs to check that out. I, I, if you're not pumped, uh, first of all, if you're not pumped, I don't think you're listening to the show. So that's fine. Yeah, this the, Danny Garcia has got to get you pumped. It, 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 all the ideas, all the different things that are going to be coming with her. Uh I'm excited for it, and I can't wait for her to keep, uh, you know, giving us a little glimpse into that uh, into that mind of hers uh, as we get closer and closer to kickoff in 2022. Uh, expanding from eight teams makes me excited because then I don't think they're getting rid of the LA team at all. That is also something to think about too. If they do ever expand, I mean, you got to imagine LA is a part of at least Expansion. maybe yeah, or just part of the league if they're gonna. Did not well, they're expanding the, to more than yeah. eight teams. They're definitely going to be in L.A., so why yeah. leave L.A. now and then come back later? That would saying. be awkward. But it did not. she did not say expansion immediately, so no one take that the wrong way. She just, just said being bigger than eight teams. Saying that out front, though, is cool. You know, well, because it's, it's a goal for the league. Eventually you'll get there. 
Not putting a time no. putting a time on that would be worrisome. Like we want to be right out the gate more than eight teams. That whoa. But saying eventually we yeah we want more than eight teams. We want no. Well, let's be real though. Alan, Thirty teams. All, all these Hell the yeah. last three iterations really of spring leagues all came out with eight teams, mm-hmm. and all didn't work. So she said ten. Maybe she knows something we don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. she she discovered something that eight is just not the right number. It needs to be ten. Got to go with an even number. Ten might be better. I mean, eight's even, Wait. but it's oh, fine. Oh, oh, okay. Round? Well, it's, is that what you're going with round? It's late. It's late. Alan's tired. It's tired. This ring is cutting the circulation up from oh, my brain, hurts. maybe? It hurts. Is that how that works? Three weeks afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't even feel this thing, although I can't feel my head or my face. <laughs> Should we just end the show? Yeah, I think it's that time. Alan has Tell- been making me laugh with jokes like that. For 20 years, folks. And I'm not uh, even a dad yet. <laughs> uh, Alan, uh, if you don't want to be a dad during football season, uh, stay away from April to June. Just, just telling you that now. It's good uh, advice. Folks, Running this is down. the XFL Show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at XFL Show. Actually, all social media, Instagram as well, at XFL Show. Uh, follow the show. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm tired now too. Listen every single week here, every single Friday morning, usually, unless Alan decides to get married again, uh, on your favorite podcast platform at Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever. <laughs> uh, and uh, also watch us on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash this is the XFL show, uh, the official YouTube page of the XFL. Alan, congratulations, sir. It's been a busy week for you, so I appreciate you taking a few moments of time. Uh, to actually reach out to our uh, football fanatic fans. Hell yeah, would it miss it? Ooh, hey, we're a little fanatic fans. We're we're a little late, but we're here. We're not going to miss a week on the road to twenty twenty two. You know, sometimes you got to take a long pit stop on the road. Maybe, maybe you stopped at Bojangles and you got you, you went crazy with the bow box. And you know, you got You got to just take your time, pace yourself. And if you get it out a little, forty one episodes. This is our first time uh, ever not having a, making an on-time release. So I think we're okay. Is that true? I that feel like we were late. True. We were never late Never before. have been late. Come on. Wow. Never have been late before. Te- we didn't have more than 141. Technically, but. this show is supposed to come out Sundays. We've just been doing it early for the last <laughs> few months. So it's still early. And I'm sticking to that. And that's how we're going to end it. Early again this week. And enjoy your college football and NFL weekend. We'll be back next week to talk more XFL as more stuff comes out about the coming 2022 kickoff. For Bryant, I'm Alan. Thanks, everybody, for the love and support. Always, we appreciate you. I appreciate you. And yes, my wife, my wife appreciates you. She loved hearing the Danny Garcia interviews in our car ride this, this morning. Great. She's on board with it. We're glad you are too. We'll see you next week. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.